Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. Thanks for joining me for another wonderful, inspiring, and uplifting conversation that I will be having today. If you are listening for the very first time, welcome. I hope you'll be joining me every week. And uh, I, I just want to remind everyone who's listening that the real intention and purpose I have for this podcast is to empower you with truthful information so you can make the most informed decisions possible regarding your health and well-being. And I always like to remind everyone that no one really knows what's in anyone else's best interest, but our commitment is to really have an open mind and to explore possibilities because I will tell you for sure, 100% absolutely for sure that there are solutions out there for you but everyone has to find their own path to those solutions. And I'm talking about solutions that really rejuvenate, regenerate, heal, repair the body naturally. And nature is such a powerful healing force. So be open and uh, set that intention to find the path of healing for you, and it will appear. Um also, I want to just say that um, I have uh, two podcasts I do on Progressive Radio Network. So this is What Women Must Know every Thursday at 4. And then I have The Love Code every Saturday at 11 a.m., which is my spiritual show. Actually, I consider both of them rather spiritual because it's about expanding horizons, opening to potentials, and really reminding us of the infinite possibilities that exist within us. So I uh, hope you'll be joining me and enjoying these wonderful conversations that are, are truly life-changing, life-saving and life-changing, I would say. So, having said all of that, I am excited to introduce my guest to you and our topic for today. So, we're going to be talking about unique nutritional supplements to reverse the effects of addiction and disease. My guest is Mark Effinger, and um, a, little about, a little bit about Mark. He is also known as Mr. Newt and has a lifelong passion for neuroscience. Tragedy struck when he faced a health crisis and lost his wife to a painkiller overdose. Determined to make a difference, he founded Newtopia and now serves as the company's chief product officer with the help of the dedicated team at BioOptimizers and Utopia, Mark is on a mission to create high-performance, experiential nutritional supplements that can reverse the effects of addiction and disease. Through his tireless efforts, Mark hopes to address these human conditions as effectively and healthily as possible, and he is committed to making a positive impact on the world and improving the lives of others. Well, that's so inspirational, and uh, I'm just so happy to welcome Mark Effinger to the show. So, Mark, thank you for being with us today and uh, for all the great work that you're doing out there in the world. Cheryl, thank you so much. And, by the way, it sounds great coming from your lips. I, <laughs> I'm inspired. I, I can't wait to hear what we, what we uh, come up with today. <laughs> yeah, I can't either, and you never know what's going to show up. And that's why um, uh, these conversations are always inspirational to me, because we just allow the conversation to unfold. So, so um, 
What's always uh, of, of great um, curiosity to me with um, all of the guests that I have on the show, and I have just wonderful guests and inspirational guests every week, I, I'm so curious to know about the journeys that we all go through to guide us so we arrive at a place of fulfilling a greater destiny and uh, contribution to the world and to humanity. So, um, Mark, having said all that, tell us a bit about you and about the journey that led you to doing the work you're doing at the present time. I, I love that. So um, let's tell a couple of stories, shall we? Mm. Um, so the first one starts when I'm in my uh, early 20s. <clears throat> I'm in the United States Air Force, and I'm in uh, California, Central California, um, and I am a white rat, a test case for a new emerging acne drug called Accutane. So the, um, and I, I would, I would head to the Presidio in San Francisco every other week and they would do blood and saliva and hair and uh, urine tests on me and then give me mega doses of this drug. I was, I was a pretty committed athlete at the time as well. I would climb mountains and a motorcycle road race, and I was running and bodybuilding and a hardcore bicyclist as well. So, oh, and hang gliding, hang glider pilot. So I was fairly healthy, uh, <laughs> and, and um, what happened was that I didn't, I didn't understand the depth of this drug that they had me on, um, and it was a, a one-year course, six months on the drug, and an additional six months of evaluation for the for all the testing. Um, fast forward, I leave the military, and um, almost a decade after I had had my last course of that medication, um, I was in a complete and devastating physical and spiritual breaking point. Um, I actually I remember walking into my wife's office. Um, she worked for me and did admin and managed all the moving parts of my business. And I said, honey, I don't know what customer I'm working with. I don't know. I've been staring at the screen for three hours. I don't even know what day it is, and I think I'm losing my mind. And as a loving wife is to do, she takes my hand. We go for a walk, and she says, you're really good at starting these things, and you're really good at selling them, and it's all that stuff in the middle. Um, I think you need to take some time off. You've been working straight for 10 years or eight years at that point, and um, you could need a break. So she sends me to a bed and breakfast owned by somebody that she used to work for or, or by, the, by the son of somebody she used to work for. And I meet this incredibly fit 74-year-old man in his courtyard of his bed and breakfast up in the center, Washington, a beautiful hillside estate that he had built. And... Um, and he greets me at the door, and he's in the courtyard. He's a super nice guy. He looks into my eyes, and he, he takes me by the hand, and he feels my hand is a little cold and clammy for a nice, warm spring day. And he says, he starts asking me questions. And at the end of that, he says, you know what? I think you might be hypothyroid, but let's go have dinner with a bunch of my friends, and, and we'll just enjoy ourselves the next few days, and we'll take your basal metabolic rate, basically my temperature first thing in the morning and um, use that as a basis for measure. And he had diagnosed me correctly. 
uh, which was a game changer. And the other thing he did was he put me on a thing called EWAT, or Exercise with Oxygen Therapy. And that's where you, for me, I was just, um, I was at a walking at a fast pace on a treadmill while breathing 95% pure oxygen. And after just about half an hour on the treadmill, this sore opened up in my lat, um, under my arm, about the size of a silver dollar, and it was bleeding this clear fluid. So we sampled it and sent it to um, the uh, lab, and it came back, and it was over 80% Accutane. This is after 10 years of running hardcore runs and bicycling century rides and, and even living in a gym for a period of time. So this drug had embedded itself into my body and had, until the oxygen therapy, it, it didn't escape. But that was my first wake-up call. And the thyroid, after six months, had completely changed my life. I went from being depressed and dysfunctional and having chronic nasal drip and all kinds of things and, and um, just being having a, a very unsatisfactory life to feeling like a rock star and feeling my life completely turned around. I don't know if you've ever had a health crisis of that level, but when you come out of it, everything is brighter, and you're just very thankful to the universe that you're you're still around. So that was the start, and then um, my, no, uh, we started having say, children. Wait, Mark, can I just say, uh, just interject? That was a miracle. That was really <laughs> a miracle oh, yeah. that you were guided to this person, and he played such a pivot, pivotal role, role in transforming your 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 health. I mean, you were on the Absolutely. you were on the road to demise. Yep. Flow. And I didn't. I got to tell you, um, one is I didn't know he was a doctor. I didn't go there because he was a doctor. I went there because it was a a bed mm-hmm. and breakfast, and it was close <laughs> close enough that I could get home to my wife, if anything, if she needed anything, and but it was far enough that it would be isolated and, and I wouldn't have cell service or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's an, he's an MD. His name was Kelly, Kelvin Lindgren. He was an MD who was also an ND. And the way he became an ND mm-hmm. was uh, during his residency down at the ear, nose and throat in Sacramento at a, at a very established uh, clinic down there. Um, he would hear what he called rattlers coming down the hall into his office. And I said, Kelly, what's a, what's a rattler? And he goes, well, it's, a, it's somebody that's been on a, a medication that they were prescribed for a certain condition, and then they got side effects from that medicine, and so the doctor prescribed them a, another medication, and, and eventually they were in a condition called polypharmacy, where they've got five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, ten meds, each one working to try to counteract the side effect of the other until their, their bodies were toxic. So, so it was that moment he joined the Orthomolecular Society and started studying natural health and um, chiropractic and some other attributes. And as a result of that, realized that um, though he was going to be an ear, nose, and throat doctor, that he really needed to do something in the natural health world. Mm-hmm. So he became a Doctors Without Borders and um, worked in the Middle East and in South Africa and North Africa and South America. And 
um, just committed his life to helping people get healthy, not medicating people to death. And it was, um, it made a profound difference. And so, yes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I'll tell you something, I, it was the biggest blessing of my life. I probably would have either ended my own life or been a byproduct of, of, um, you know, the system and found myself in a wheelchair at this age. I'm 61 now and I'm healthy as an ox. So, so that was a, that was the start of, of my progress. And once you have that epiphany that, that you can actually do something to dramatically affect the performance of your life, it is, it is absolutely spiritually and life altering. I couldn't go back. There's no way. There's no way I was ever going to be average again. There was no way I was ever going to be chronically sick. I just couldn't live like that. And so that event was the, the first catalyst. And then my wife and I started having children. And because we, we decided that we wanted to do it as healthy as possible, we had all home births. So we had my first daughter, Kaylee, was born in a hot tub. Uh, my son was born in the master bedroom uh, in a birthing chair. And my, my daughter, my youngest, was born on a couch in front of a roaring fireplace at 10 o'clock in the morning. So we had these wonderful births. And if you've ever been present at a birth, home birth or not, it's a deeply impactful experience. You... You have no idea the expanse of love until you see that brand new creature who's um, completely helpless and yet full of life. Great example of, of life. And so that was really cool. And the last one, in fact, the last one was kind of fun, is my wife grabs my hand as she's pushing. The baby's crowning but not coming out. And um, finally she grabs my hand and she pushes really hard and she screams as she's crushing my hand she goes you're getting cut and so <laughs> so that was my indicator but the midwife unknowingly that the Sackler family hadn't hadn't ravaged the states yet um this is 19 uh 1998 97 and um the midwife gave her four oxycodone because she had torn a little bit and so what we didn't know is that that would become her muse for the next 10 years until she, um, she ended her own life on that. So, so that was the, the second part of my journey was watching her on the master bedroom floor coming home after I was picking up the kids to go take them to, um, to lunch. And uh, there was an emergency vehicle that just arrived and she was on the, on the master bedroom floor surrounded by a halo of empty oxycodone and oxycontin bottles and some methadone and alcohol. And uh, she had could no longer address the fact that, that the drugs wouldn't solve the problems and nor would they heal the pain. And um, so she decided that she needed to stop things right then. So that got me, I, I tweeted out that I, all that I had at the time was Twitter was my notepad and I tweeted out to a friend of mine that, that my wife had just passed away. And, uh, and a good friend of mine, this guy named David McGinnis, who owned a, a PR company called PR Web, he texted back and said, I've got a place for you. We had just sold his company a few months prior. 
I've got a place for you up here in northern Washington. Why don't you come up and reboot your life and come help me with the business? And, and so the next four years I spent creating formulas, thanks to the grace that David gave me, and I just started formulating things that would help people hopefully um, reduce the desire for addiction and maybe reverse some of the chemical imbalance and life imbalance that they have and then also maybe help them make better decisions and have natural ATP type of energy, the mitochondrial energy that fuels our cells so they could go and execute on that that new space that they would create for themselves. That's kind of how I got into nootropics and, and brain-enhancing and life-enhancing uh, nutrition. Well, such a powerful story. Uh, I just want to ask, that those four oxycodone that the midwife gave your wife, yeah. was that what initiated this addiction to painkillers? I mean, that sounds like a lot. I don't know what the, you know, the dose was, but um, that, uh, that sounded like a lot. But was that... What really was the beginning of this addiction to painkillers? Just that one that yeah. one time? Yeah, it was actually um one dose a day. They just she was just to take one pill a day, which she did for four days. But yes, that was the catalyst that changed everything. She found um a brand new source of of kind of connection and and um I don't know, it it turned her into a very different human being. She was very good at masking it. I didn't see it for the first five years. Um, hmm. She would go to small doctors around town who weren't on the, the big formal medical database, and she would just, you know, bat her eyes at them and say, I could really use some painkiller. And uh, they would cut her a script, and that was it. And it went on for, again, it went on for almost right. a decade. Yeah, in 2008, she ended it. What a that, shock! So. What a shock to you to realize oh. this. And uh, I, she she didn't have a history of addiction. It was all new. This is something that. Yeah, it was. Um, her family had her family had a bit of a of um, uh, addiction, typically alcoholism. But um, with her, we had we were such a kind of we were the the weird, geeky, all natural you know, buying organic food before it was cool kind of family. And so it, it really came unexpectedly. It was a sideswipe. Mm -hmm. And she was so good at masking it that you didn't even know that she was on it during the the majority of the time that she was on it. So, well, yeah. Life, truly life-transforming experience for you. Put you yeah. up, I mean, your yeah. whole life changed. Whole life changed. Yeah. I, so, it was... Um, I, I grabbed my three kids and I took them to lunch um, because I knew it would be the last meal they would have probably in quite a while that they would be able to really enjoy. And then um, I took them to the hospital and they um, they uh, had to put a six-inch needle through her breastbone to resuscitate her heart because she was an organ donor. And so they kept her alive for another three days or so while um, – well, you know, the, we all, all the family gathered around her. And, and in fact, I have in, uh, in um, my office over here, I have a handmade paper box that is, um, that they drove up during our, during the wake about a month later at my home. Um, a little nondescript Econo car drove up my driveway 
and an individual got out and he handed me a box and had me signed for it. I had no idea what it was and opened it up and found it was letters from all of the people that had received organs from her and um, where they were before the organ transplant and, and where they are now. You know, her eyes went to a trucker, her liver, kidneys, um, all of her organs were intact enough, even some of her skin were intact enough that um, six people got a life, you know, extension on life as a result of, of hers. So um, not that I would ever want that to be the way things end, um, in, unless you're choosing to do so. But there was, there's a little glimmer in there that, that made me think that I really needed to, to um, make a move to help people in a meaningful way, in a physiological and neurological way. So, yeah, therein started the journey. So this other, yeah, and this, so this other angel showed up in your life uh, at this yeah. crisis time that really um, led you to a whole new life and, and uh, a whole new um, uh, purpose in life, I would say, a whole new direction for yeah. ways to really help others out of your own crisis. Yeah, Cheryl, it was, um, you know, I, tweeting is not exactly the greatest way to communicate. Um, <laughs> although Elon Musk could probably argue with me on that. Um, but it was, uh, David responded and said, he, what he did is he took a picture of a house. A couple days later, we, we stayed in contact. We'd been very close friends, and I had uh, worked with him as an advisor to his company, and we helped build and sell his company. He did very well. He's a great, great guy, great heart, great soul. And um, a couple days later, he takes a picture of a house that looked like a Frank Lloyd Wright type of uh, design style. And then he turned around 180 degrees and took a, a shot of the ocean. And he says, um, he says, I've got a place for you. Um, why don't you come up? And then he, he had bought a private a jet when he sold the company. And so he came and picked myself and my children up and we flew up to, to Bellingham, Washington and, and, um, eventually Blaine right on the Canadian border. And, and he said, here, if you'd like it, here's your new place. Um, and uh, go get yourself situated and let me know how I can help. And it was, yeah, the, the, the amount, the level of blessing that I received from people at that time, I, I can't, it, it's, it was dozens of people and it was an incredible uh, soft landing, which otherwise could have been very, tragic um yeah and it, it changed and then it was cool and it was david knew that i had worked with a, a lot in biochemistry and then a lot in nutrition and supplements um i used to travel around the u.s and canada working with clients uh, ceos and executives and authors to help them craft the story of their life to help them create a vehicle that was something beyond the, the widgets that they made and sold or, or the services that they did. And one of the things I did with my partners um, who were specialists in social media and, and authoring technologies and Amazon and other things was I had a tackle box of, of nutrients and supplements and, and extracts and herbs, and I carried that with me everywhere. And so before they would get on stage or after a, a late night up with a client, they would come to me and say, hey, you got anything for this? And I would make them something. I would, I would do a, a little alchemy and uh, create something for them. And so I, 
I always had this kind of innate desire to do that, and uh, and it seemed to be a kind of a, a blessing and an ability to be able to put things together that were effective. And then a bunch of science background that that helped make it, you know, understandable. And and I would, you know, it wasn't just throwing things in a pot and doing a a witch's brew. Um, but that was the basis. So David said, what would be the most powerful thing that you could do? And I said, gosh, you know, I'd love to never have anybody have to go through this event again. And so I started combining um, neurochemical precursors uh, two at a time, and I would blend them up in ratios, try them, uh, try them with my local friends in Blaine, Washington and Bellingham. And then I had, I was in business with the founder of Century 21 Real Estate, and I had a software company doing brainstorming software. So we worked with extremely creative people at IBM and Apple and Microsoft and Nike and Avia and uh, a bunch of companies worldwide. So we had about 400,000 customers and I was able to tap into those customers and I found a little over a thousand of them that would let me send them a blank test tube full of powder that tasted like crap and say, put this in water, drink it, and let me know how it makes you feel. And after uh, just a little over 3,000 of those combinations, um, we finally arrived at something that was very effective at improving cognitive performance in raising natural energy, again, ATP-based energy, mitochondrial energy, and giving you clarity. And during that, during that time, I started spending time about every five to six weeks at a rehab center in Astoria, Oregon. And at the rehab center, I would be working Friday night to Sunday with people that were coming in who were completely blasted out of their minds. And my objective was to find out why and to find solutions that were not caustic and not addictive and would be visibly helpful in a very short amount of time. I only had a weekend to work with them. So I started taking these formulations and looking at their weight and their height and their age and what kind of overall condition they were in. Some were CEOs of significant companies and some were literally homeless people. And when I, when I started asking them, why, why are you here? And they would say, well, you know, why did you wait till now? They'd say, well, it's, it's embarrassing to admit that you, you don't have, you know, you've lost control of your life. It can be expensive, especially if you've been here three or four or five times to these rehab centers and insurance is no longer you know, honoring it and, and it's just over for you. Um, you're going to lose your job or you're going to be deflated in your career because it's going to be six, 12, maybe longer weeks um, where you're going to be in rehab. And, and one of the common things that I heard over and over was when they got out of rehab, they were going to be addicted to two to four meds that were not much different necessarily than the street drugs that they were doing before whether it was cocaine or meth or whatever they're doing. And so they said, that, you know, it's, and, and the minute that they forget to get their prescription filled at, you know, at Walgreens or CVS, they were just a, you know, a speed dial away from their former dealer. And so it was kind of a, it was a, one of those tragic events. And so I said, well, gosh, if I could help you get your brain detoxified in a short amount of time, very inexpensively, if we could do it really quickly, 
Um, and would that be valuable? And of course, the answer was always yes. I said, well, if I can get you there, then what happens? And my experience was you could get people loose, very lucid and thinking clearly, but oftentimes the meds or the drugs had really degraded their body. Their adrenal glands were burned. They had no energy. They had no motivation. Their dopaminergic stores were out of whack, um, serotonin as well. So they were, they'd be couch potatoes. And so the second part of the formula was, could I help to elevate their, um, their ATP levels, the mitochondrial ATP levels so that they could actually be energized again and get them into motivation, like restore the dopamine, restore serotonin. Um, and that's where things really started coming together. So the, the spiral of success looks like if I can help you get your head clear so that you can start making good decisions and I can help you with the energy necessary to execute on those decisions, you're going to create some, some level of success. And success will give you that dopaminergic reward, and you'll want more of it. And that seemed to be kind of the process and the cycle that helped people to experience um, a kind of a profound change from, from living in the addiction to living in this kind of success and motivation and optimism. And everything changed. So that's what I did, and that's what became Newtopia. That's so profound, um, you know, but by the time someone is lost to addictions, they <clears throat> have so compromised their um, their physiology on so many levels. And, um, it, you know, going to rehab and just either withdrawing or getting some counseling or getting some good food or more rest or whatever, um, I don't know what the success rate of rehab is, but I would imagine it is very low percentage of uh, success without relapse. Again, I, I just I just can't see that that model working without something that can reset a person to a whole new way of thinking and feeling and seeing the world, which is the key to transformation and healing. It is. It's a, you know, we, um, the spiritual aspect of rehab, the spiritual aspect of life, the spiritual aspect, my, my dad was a monk. He was a Trappist monk. So spirituality has been something that's been flowing through my veins since birth. Um, and, and he is, it's kind of funny. He moved from being a monk to a, a golden gloves boxer. He left the monastery when he was 18 <laughs> and became a boxer and he worked with, he worked with troubled youth and used boxing as the instrument to help them to view the life through a different lens. So, but yeah, the, um, the rehabilitation, there's a, the rehabilitation industry is broken. And I'm not saying that there's not some incredible people out there who do, who have great facilities and do incredible work on rehab. I know there are, um, but it's also an industry, and anytime you have an industry, you have opportunists who are in it without the long-term goal and where the economics are much greater than the actual watching people, um, you know, succeed and 
getting through their addiction or getting beyond the addiction. So, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. It's a problem. Yeah. So, okay, uh, and I'm sure you have everyone's attention now. <laughs> so let's, let's dive in, Mark. Let's dive in and, and talk about what it is that you have formulated and what it is that these, these new tropic drugs and supplements, supplements, because they're over-the-counter, yeah. they're not drugs, they're supplements, they're all natural supplements, what it is that they are doing so with such profound results? I love that question. Um, one is because gives <laughs> the opportunity to fill in the blank. Um, so there's a um, there's a thing. So the way that nootropic or um, combinations or formulas are designed, at least the ones that we do, um, and I've studied the market pretty extensively. I'm very close friends with most of the people in this industry, and so I've had an opportunity to, to see how we differentiate ourselves. But, but one of the things that was a, a big aha moment for me was the fact that, that most people are under uh, high levels of stress. They're a little bit worn out. Um, they've got oxidative stress as well as adaptogenic stress. Um, their, their B vitamin levels are often, um, low on the low side. Um, they're not irrigated enough. They're not drinking enough fluids often, or they're drinking the wrong kinds of fluids. Um, so creating some levels of toxicity as well. So what we did was we started building and, and the things that I was building when I was in Blaine, Washington were as I started combining neurochemical precursors and nutrients and supplements together and extracts, what I found was that if you start eliminating some of these base issues of, of you know, oxidative stress, again, and adaptogenic stress, and, you, and low nutritional side on the, on the B vitamins, and, and then that gives you a, an increased baseline, operating baseline. That alone will make you feel, make you feel better and operate at a better level. But then there's a, a piece above that, and that was the performance level. So to move from what we call sick to superhuman is not a direct, you, it's not a straight line. Um, and in fact, we, we even, uh, in this research that I did on this, um, there's a definition of sick to superhuman, and sick is being anytime you're, you're, you know, you're either cognitively or physically or emotionally or spiritually at a low, you are, you have a, a, an area of sick that you can address. Hopefully you've got enough wherewithal and facility to do that. So the next stage of this curve is, is suboptimal. And most people operate somewhere between suboptimal and optimal. So they have, you have good days and you have bad days. Good days are optimal. Um, less than good days are, are either suboptimal or sick. But there's two more gears that people often don't even know that they have and don't know that they can get to. Um, but I'm here to tell you that you can, that you're actually, there are tools to help you get there. Nootropics are power tools. They're in your Batman tool belt you wear. And state change is the power move that you can do by incorporating these into your life. 
And what I mean by state change is, do you want to be more focused? Do you want to be more motivated? Do you want to be more loving? Do you want to be more, have better verbal fluency? Do you want to be kinder? Do you want to have more connectivity? Do you want to be more intuitive? These are all states that you can accomplish, and nootropics can help get you there faster and better and actually can help build new neural pathways and physical dynamics that allow you to get to those states with or without the nootropics in the future. So they're, they're kind of a, a guiding light and a catalytic component that can help you to build these new neural pathways and, and new spiritual pathways that help you to accomplish more and, and get to a, just a, a higher state of, of purpose. Um, for me, my life's been driven by purpose, and so it was really important to create things that, that did this. And so, so once you've got your, your again, you get your, your oxidative stress handled, you get your adaptogenic stress handled, you get your nutrition. From then on, you can start working with these precursors to certain neurotransmitters, to dopamine and serotonin and GABA and acetylcholine. And, and anandamide and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a whole host of neurotransmitters that you can modulate. And so you want to create a symphony of neurotransmitters and you want to bring up the cello, you know, which might be maybe dopamine because you need to have maybe more drive and more reward. Um, so dopamine is a good one for that. Or maybe you need to have more softness and connectivity. You don't want to be a jerk to the people around you, but you need to be focused. And so you're going to have dopamine and maybe a little bit of nor- norepinephrine or adrenaline and a, and a little touch of GABA that's going to take the edge off of it so you're not going to jump down people's throats when they disrupt you, when they come in and distract you from your work. So this is kind of the the place that nootropics can play in your your kind of collection of tools that you use to be able to move from sick to superhuman. And by the way, when you hit, when you experience superhuman, like I first experienced it when, um, when thyroid, I finally got my thyroid stabilized and working well. And I was, was 31 years old at that point. It was such a profound change. I went from literally feeling like I could barely get up in the morning, often having not suicidal ideation, but definitely deep depression. Um, my inability to get work done was frustrating as hell. I went from there to flying from the West Coast to the East Coast to Manhattan to do a venture capital deal and walking into a room of people that were definitely very mad at each other, some technologists, some investors, and some movie theater owners. And I could almost read their minds. My intuition level, because my health was so good, my intuitive level was so high that I could tell what people were thinking and feeling and I just grabbed a whiteboard marker. I got up on the board and I said, I have an idea. I think I know what's going on here. And I just started drawing. I had no idea what I was going to draw. And I started, I started drawing the problems and some op- opportun- opportunistic solutions, as well as some long-term things that could happen out of this. Within about 15 minutes, I had them laughing. And within 45 minutes, we were signing a deal for millions of dollars. And it wasn't because I was great or I was some kind of superstar. It was because I was finally in touch with them and what they needed and what they wanted. And I was just channeling the the thoughts and ideas and was being a conduit for this kind of 
bigger than life thing that was happening, this energy that was flowing through me to the whiteboard marker and, and um, my speech as I went. So that's what can happen. And that's the experience that everyone can have. And we, we just happen to have some really interesting natural solutions that help people get there faster and help build a reliable framework and baselines that they can always depend on when they need to go into a specific state or when they need to stay in that state or for how long they need to go into that state. Well, you know, understanding the, the what, what fuels our brain, these neurotransmitters, which um, I would say people are, are very deficient in these brain chemicals that are communicating our perception of reality in many ways because we're sick. We're, we're, you know, we're not, we're not eating pure clean foods. We're not digesting and assimilating as we are. We don't have adequate protein, which you need to make these neurotransmitters. I mean, there's a whole, whole gamut of things that are impairing Mm -hmm. the majority of, um, Americans, Australians, you know, Brits, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, the country you're looking at these days, the stress levels, watching the news, everything is depleting the body's capacity to create the right um, chemicals and neurochemicals and neurotransmitters, and we're stressing the adrenals. I mean, you know, we just can put all the pieces together, and it's, move, it's driving us into being more and more disconnected from ourselves and perceiving and behaving in a reality that is expressing the highest potential of love, peace, harmony, and joy, which is our destiny and our birthright. But we have just traveled so far unless we wake up and start bringing ourselves back. And that's particularly true for people lost in the clutches of of addictions. Because when you start going out of balance, you feel so bad, you're going to reach for the alcohol, you're going to reach for the oxycodone, you're going to reach for whatever you can get your hands on to feel better, feel better. So optimizing these natural states needs help right now, wouldn't you say? Big time. Yeah, and we're um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, recently I was at a conference with her, and she was showing the the gut-brain connection in a very powerful way in showing how our inflammatory characteristics in the gut are leading to inflammatory characteristics in the blood-brain barrier, the thing that protects the brain from toxins. And that inflammatory storm is causing us to become toxic at very high levels. And if we don't solve that, if we don't address it, the challenge is, is we're we're becoming well. If, if you've ever, if you've ever spent time in uh, a hospice room, I've done it multiple times. My mother did hospice for almost a decade, and so I got to meet these incredible people. And then, um, when I would come back six months later on leave in the military, they would be gone, and there'd be a replacement. But it was just a constant stream of, of people that were in really, really bad condition. Now, these were conditions that they couldn't control, but for the majority of us, we have the opportunity and we have the, the wherewithal to be able to control these things. We have, we have the ability to manage stress. We have the ability to manage inflammation, to reduce toxicity. 
And we have a responsibility to do it for ourselves, for the ones we love, for the spiritual impact, physical impact we'll have on this world. And if we're to, to live that, you know, that ultimate 120 years, I think that's now being proclaimed as kind of the, the, um, the top lifespan, um, we don't want to do it living in a wheelchair for the majority of our lives. We'd like to, to live it living like, as I like to say, rock stars, and then be able to, at the very last, be able to pull the plug in an elegant way and, and go to the, to the great beyond. And I think that we owe it to those around us to ensure that we're not a burden, um, that we contribute in a high way, and that we also don't lose our facilities, we don't, especially our cognitive facilities. There's a lot of tribes in, um, in countries where, where the elders are looked upon for their wisdom and their insight and their spiritual guidance um, because they eat well because they exercise well, because they do the right things to have their, um, to, to have their cognitive performance still in place. And anybody can do that. Everyone can do that. And I think it's something that we owe it to ourselves and to those around us to put ourselves in a position to be able to get to that place and to be able to arrive at the finish line intact and with them and vigor up until that last moment. And yes, that's what everyone wants, and uh, it's um, a challenge if we don't understand what the body requires and how to um, start supporting the body and achieving that optimal state. And that's why your formulas are so interesting. So let's talk, in the time we have, let's talk more specifically. Uh, you have quite a few uh, of your new tropics, and you also have a term that you use with the new tropics you have that's called stacking. So can we just, you know, where does a person begin, Mark? Okay, so you've got our attention. You know, there's yeah. there safe, effective, proven ways to help support these neurotransmitters that determine our drive, our connection with others, sense of well-being, um, you know, our uh, lifting depression, anxiety, getting off of cravings. All right, so w where would we begin well, so the way we do it is um, when you come to Newtopia.com, that's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com, the first thing we do is we give you a neurotransmitter test. And that's not a physical test. It's actually a, a, word, a, a word test, sentences and words, and very quick. It takes just a few minutes. And that gives us an idea of where you are in terms of which neurotransmitters are depleted and which ones you've got an abundance of. And that's a really valuable thing. It's really fun to take and, and it's easy. And that gives us a baseline to start with. And then from there, we ask a bunch of questions. We have another test to take. And this test is, what is your age, your weight, your sex, your height? Um, what kind of foods do you eat? How often do you exercise? And what kind of exercise do you do? What nutrients are you on? What supplements are you on? What are your eating habits? Um, and then when all of these are together and we know what, what vitamins you're taking, what meds you might be on, what conditions you might have, then we ask you what your goals are. What are you trying to accomplish? Where would you like to go with your life? And, um, and from there, we literally custom formulate every capsule, every powder, every drink, every spray. 
we custom formulate it specifically for the information that you've given us so that it becomes a part of you, becomes a much more elegant part of you. And then every day, if you want, we give you an app, an app that you can put on your phone or you can do it on the web. And, um, and you can say, hey, I took this solution, I took brain flow today, and I took it with an upbeat, and I found that my verbal fluency was really great, and it was good for about six and a half hours. I'd like it to last for nine hours. How do I do that? And so the next formulation that we make for you, we do that. And we have, we have uh, 12 formulations in our, in our solution box, call it a world domination box. And, um, and each of those formulations is specifically made not just for you, but also for the neurotransmitter balance you've got to be able to optimize those neurotransmitters and maximize their performance. So regardless of what you're trying to accomplish, we help you to do it better. And we also replenish a lot of the missing nutrients, vitamins, and, and uh, neurotransmitters, as well as the amino acids and some of the other protein building blocks, as you were talking about earlier, that help you to improve your performance. And then we also have, um, within these components, um, we have the ability, if you'd like, to be able to improve your hormone levels. So we've got these precursors to critical hormones like pregnenolone and DHEA and some other components that, that essentially raise or boost your hormone levels so that you reverse aging and you reverse cognitive decline and some other attributes. They're proven. They're safe. Um, we build our dosage, again, based on your age and your weight and your height and your exercise levels and all of these other fa various factors. And it really can make a profound difference in how you feel. It also makes a profound difference when your hormones are working well, as you are well aware, Cheryl, is um, once your hormones are working well, almost everything else in your physiology and neurology works better. So, so we're really pro pro hormone and getting you on a on a on a program that improves your body's ability to create the critical hormones that help you live a, a really vital life. So. So this, so optimally what you are providing for a person is a customized program, depending on all the factors that you mentioned. So they can yep. um, uh, have what they specifically require to restore whatever function, whatever, whatever issue that they're, they're addressing, and whatever condition they are also having, whether it's an alcohol addiction or whether it's just poor memory or, you know, mood, you know, depression, whatever. How, however it's manifesting through this, through this analysis, you then are able to assess each person and provide their personalized formula, right? That's what I understand you're doing. That was which, which really is, definition. I, I mean, that's the only way to go. Really, there is no one-size-fits-all. You, you really can't get optimal results with a one-size-fits-all approach anyway. So, uh, so I, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's exemplative, but it's also time-consuming, Mark, to do that for each person, <laughs> I have to say. It, it is. It's been interesting. When I started doing the formulations, and that, that first 3,000 was really a pain, I'll tell you, because it was multiple people times 3,000. And But what I found was that once I started... Um, once I started getting to formulas that worked, 
they were at least some kind of positive experience. There was between 30 and 42% of the people would respond positively, and then a bunch would respond neutrally, and a few would respond negatively. But when I started customizing based on, they were, they were filling out an online form that I created for them. And again, this is back in 2008 to 2012, um, is what I found was that if I would start looking at their weight, height, age, sex, again, their eating habits, their, their exercise habits, the meds they were on and, and those things, and the vitamins that they took, customizing around those, and finding the patterns in all of the people that were trying these gave a really incredible look into our physiology and neurology. And once I started customizing and getting, kind of getting the, into the groove of, of that, I found that we could move the performance level and the, the positive level up to over 97% of the people would have a very positive experience and a few would have a neutral experience on some products. Everybody had a very positive experience on some products, and occasionally there were some products that they that a few people had a neutral experience with. But the predictability of the outcomes became much higher. So we've been doing it by hand since then, and so we've got a, a group in Vancouver, Washington, um, our, our team that we built there, and they're, they're experts in this, and that's what they do. And at the same time, I'm in Burlington, Iowa, right on the Mississippi, and I have a robotics expert here, and we're building – robotic technology that's extremely accurate, extremely precise, and it is helping us to to speed this process along and make it even better and also do it at scale because we want it. Our, our main goal is to make biological optimization available to everyone on Earth, and the only way to do that is to basically build technology that allows us to do it better and better and better at scale. So... So again, we're, we're a human-led company and we're developing technologies that help to leverage that. But here's the future. Are you ready? Can I tell you the future? <laughs> Please do. I can't wait. <laughs> <Tell me. laughs> All right. So Holding ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So I'm a geek at heart and I've been doing uh, science since I was six. I actually have a, if we were on a visual here, I have the, the chemistry set from when I was six years old that I got at Christmas. So it's great. I go back a ways. But um, what we're going to build in the next few years is the equivalent of a coffee maker that sits on, on your kitchen counter, and it takes the data from your Fitbit or your Google Watch or your, your Apple Watch or your Aura Ring um, or whatever the device of the day is, and it will translate that data combined with the insights that you give us, and it's going to create the solutions on that little coffee maker, it's going to create your capsules and your drinks and your sprays every morning to match your needs that day and your sleep quality and all of the other factors that come into play then. So really excited about that. And we currently, we just released a sleep protocol as well called Sleep Breakthrough and Dream Optimizer. There's a, a drink mix and a sublingual spray. And they're used to create super high-quality sleep. Um, so your delta and your REM sleep are extended, often 2 plus X, um, so over 100% longer than you normally would get. No hangover in the morning and no melatonin in the drink. 
in a tiny microdose of melatonin, 23 micrograms per spray in the sublingual spray. And it's a, it's a game changer for people trying to achieve ultimate sleep performance because sleep is the world's most powerful stimulant. And so we really stand by sleep. Well, well, here we are at the end of our conversation, Mark. It's been absolutely fascinating and inspiring. And um, if you could, in, in, in 30 seconds, just say who, who, who would best benefit? What are the conditions or what are the experiences or what are the issues that would best be served by doing nootropics that you have? I love it. Anybody that wants to have better performance, and wants to help beat and reverse the ravages of age, of, of cognitive decline, and of performance are candidates for nootropics. I don't care if you're a student. We've, we've dealt with um, high school and junior high students all the way up to we've got a couple of clients um, in their mid-90s right now. So, um, And it's a game changer for them as well. And again, because we customize it, it's fitting for your, your physiology, neurology, and your age, sex, weight. So, yeah. Well, very inspiring. And, uh, you know, just thank you so much for, for the, the vision that you had and making it happen for people. And I'm going to just give the website. So it's Newtopia, N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com. Check it out, newtopia.com. And you can go to Twitter, which is Newtopia Brain as well. Um, all, all this will be in the show notes. And, um, uh, you know, it's just been an absolutely um, fascinating conversation and so inspiring, Mark. You're such an inspiration and in all the challenges you've had and how you've turned them into great service to humanity. So um, thanks for all that you do. Oh, thank you so much, Cheryl. It's been a joy to be on your podcast. I'm honored, and what a blessing. And thank you for doing what you do. It's so important that um, we have voices that represent um, people and their ability to kind of get to the next level in their lives, their health, their health span, and it looks like you're doing an incredible job with that. And uh, thank you. And uh to all of those who are um, listening, thanks for joining me. And again, um, hope to see you every Thursday. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman. You've been living, li- listening to What Women Must Know. And uh, may your week be filled with um, love, peace, and happiness. Bye for now.